topic will cover all the specialties in sonography. Yes, so if you're ready to learn about everything that we scan, this episode is for you. It's a lot, so I hope you stick through the whole thing because there's a lot of things that we do other than babies. And um, we are in second week of Medical Ultrasound Awareness Month. Uh, last week's episode is a success, like beyond what we thought of. We reached over 100 downloads before our first episode aired. So that's like amazing. We did not believe that we could have done that. that. So thank you to all of you who supported us, listened to our intro episode. Yeah, thank you guys. We are just kind of blown away at all the support and just everyone, you know, sharing our podcast, sharing our posts about it. It's just been wild. We really didn't expect that at all. This idea just like kind of came and it flowed through just, you know, randomly and here we are now. So yes. thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you for all your support. We'll continue to bring you the content that you're already sending us. And um, that's for our future episodes. Cannot wait to cover all the topics that you sent. I think we have, I'd say, over 30 topics right now from the forum. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a wild ride. There's so much to talk about in ultrasound in general. And I mean, of course, it's Ultrasound Awareness Month. We can't cover everything about ultrasound in just this one month. So hopefully you guys stick through with us through our podcast world. And, you know, don't forget to fill out that form in um, our bios on our Instagrams or on the YouTube channel in the description box. We've got those links for you guys everywhere to just basically tell us what you want to hear. And if you want to be part of it too, let us know. And please don't forget to subscribe or follow on any channels that you're listening to. I believe Spotify, you can also set your notifications. So for future episodes, don't forget that's how you can tune in to us. There are so many things that you can do to help us and just to be part of this and to never miss an episode. So social media just really is a huge resource for you guys. So remember that we're, we're just here to do this with you guys. Yay! <laughs> Alright, I want to uh, mention a little bit about last week's uh, topic, sonographers versus ultrasound tech. Uh, I was in clinicals the other day and I realized that my clinical site, on the official report for sonographers, they put technologists. So I believe that the root cause to changing from ultrasound tech to sonographers from the institutions or workplace because once they start there, patients will see what a sonographer is and they will instantly hopefully connect that their ultrasound tech is really a sonographer and that is, I think, I really really believe that that is like one of the major ways that we can really push our barriers into the whole medical field that everyone knows who a sonographer is. I think it starts with us and saying, hey, I'm a sonographer, and then, you know, your job saying they have sonographers. Like, I'll tell you, at my hospital, we're medical sonographers. On our badge, it says sonographer. And I'll tell you, at other places, it says technologist, which is, you know, fine because that's what it's been, but now we're trying to push this movement to say, okay, we're sonographers. And so if you truly believe in that and you truly believe that you're a sonographer, push that out there into the world so people can know, okay, nurse or sonographer, you know? And 
that's why it's so confusing when people say radio radiology tech technologist technician i mean i know there's all these words that are interta- interchangeable <clears throat> but it's up to us right to start saying we're sonographers so yeah that's so interesting i remember she uh, Texted me that, and yes. she was like, "Look, it says technologist." <laughs> and on um, for Mount Sinai, where I um, am interning, the their badges says technologist. So, I think that really is. And for them who are sonographers, they believe that they're technologists, even though they invested the time, money, money, energy into obtaining the credentials that is in their job requirement. So I find it very frustrating for workplaces that requires you to graduate from an accredited program, acquire your credentials, but still call you technologists. So yeah. I think we should really push this movement so that everyone should be known for who they actually are and deserve to be. Yep, starts with us, you guys. So. Start calling yourself sonographers. <laughs> yes, and tell your supervisors if there's technologists, um, tech anywhere in your workplace, please correct them and please speak up so that everyone knows. Or if you don't know any ways, let us know <laughs> and we can hopefully contact like the, an organization or something or anything that can change this. Yeah, it's, it's a new thing that we kind of want to push out. Of course, people who have been in this field for a long time are going to say whatever they want to say, which is fine. I mean, they're the ones who've been in here for the longest. But of course, we want to spread the awareness and create, you know, a safe space for us to just be able to share how we feel and our opinions. And of course, we feel like sonographer is what you deserve to be called. And that's, that's how it should be moving forward. So if you can remember from the textbook that Lynn had read to us the definitions between an ultrasound technician, technologist versus a sonographer. You know, of course, that's, and your your workplace is requiring you to have registries, which is why we're talking about that today. You know, you should be called sonographer. A-R-D-M-S stands for sonography, sonographer. If you look on the website, everything says sonographer. So let's just start there. <laughs> yes. Start from the organization that is certifying us and allowing us to get jobs. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that topic in itself, you guys, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a conversation. But yeah, that's just where we stand on it. And we hope that you guys also can hear us out when we say that. Yes, and carry this conversation amongst yourself, your coworkers, your colleagues, so that we can act, be accurately represented because we put effort into our education and money. So be proud. Yeah. Be proud to be sonographers. Be proud. <laughs> yes. Happy Ultrasound Awareness Month. <laughs> yes. Going in strong. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's continue on to our specialties which we need to be registered for our credentials and there are so many Giselle would you like to start on some specialties because I know Giselle has a lot of specialties (laughs) she has has the whole alphabet (laughs) yeah of course like um basically in order to become a registered sonographer which is what everybody is aiming to be while they're in school you want to go through ARDMS 
and if you go to their website, ARDMS.org, they'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, it's American Registry for Diagnostic Medical Sonography, and I personally have my RDMS and RVT credential. So these are those letters that go after your name once you take your board exams. Now, in order to take these board exams, you have to take your SPI, which is Physics and Instrumentation. So that's a whole other topic in itself. So everyone that takes these ARDMS board exams already took their SPI and are now taking their specialty exam. So I am RDMS, which has to do with things like the abdomen, breast, um, and then it also has to do with OBGYN, so like babies and pelvics, right? Um, pediatric sonography, and that's all kind of like together under the RDMS tab. Okay, so on here on the website, it also includes fetal echo, um, but that also is its own, echo is its own thing. So um, Lynn can talk about echo later, but it all kind of, when you go to the tabs, it'll tell you what registries will fall under RDMS. And then there's RVT, which is vascular. Vascular has just the one vascular exam, and you become a registered vascular technologist. So that one is probably one of the most other common and known registries because some people do go just to do vascular. So you might just have RVT only after your name if you just do vascular. And then there's Registered Musculoskeletal Sonographer, which is RMSKS, and they do musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal exams, um, which Lynn will go more into depth. And then she's got the Registered Diagnostic Cardiac Sonographer, RDCS. So that includes adult, fetal, and pediatric echo. Um, and like I said, if you go to their website, it's all there organized for you guys. I know it sounds confusing when you hear all these letters and registries, but just go to their website, check it out, see what each um, registry falls under, and those are the letters that are going to go after your name. And unfortunately, it's way different than like nursing. People go into nursing and they do one test, one NCLEX, right? And then for us, it's like all these exams. There's a whole bunch of different exams because just because you're RDMS, you can pass one specialty board exam, but then there's also other ones you can pass. So I personally have abdomen and pediatric sonography. So I have two credentials under RDMS, and then I have the vascular credential under RVT. So yeah, that's a lot, but there's even more. Like every, I, I'll tell you, most of my coworkers have all of them all of the RDMS plus RBT because my work requires you to have vascular and one other board exam, which is pediatric board exam, the pediatric registry. So yeah, you can use board exam registry all interchangeably, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's a lot, but it's all there written out for you on ARDMS.org. I find it really interesting that fetal Echo is in um, part of our DMS as well as our DCS, which is the Registered Diagnostic Cardiac Sonographer. Um, so cardiac sonographer 
which entails the heart. So adult echo, fetal echo, pediatric echo. I personally want, I love adult echo, but I want to go into pediatrics and pediatric echo. I love watching baby hearts, but I see, you know, people's studies and and then um, that's cardiac. And then we have, as Giselle said, musculoskeletal, which is just goes into details of your muscles, tendons, ligaments, nerves, and joints. I did not know that was a specialty until I looked up into ARDMS. Because I was looking for which specialties do I want to go for. And my school only has general OBGYN or cardiac and vascular. Well, I chose echo and vascular. And then another specialty that I find really interesting is for midwives only. It's the midwife sonography examination. And honestly, I don't know any information about it. Do you, Giselle? Fortunately, I don't. <laughs> so if you're listening and you have this credential, please reach out to us. We'd love to get to know you and the whole process of this credentials because it's really fascinating because and it's all under ARDMS. Yeah, so let us know if you have the midwife sonography certificate because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> and I don't want to speak on behalf of it because I don't know anything about it. Yes, same, me too. And I, I'm most curious about what makes it different from the OBGYN specialty. Yeah, so if anyone knows that answer or knows somebody please let us know and fill out that form or message one of us. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different registries. Of course, cardiac is its own world and vascular is its own world. And then RDMS is its own world. Now, the thing that confuses a lot of people is like they go, oh, I want to specialize in abdomen. Am I only going to scan abdomen? No, I don't think that's that's how it's you have to think of it as because in a hospital setting the sonographer is able to typically scan anything that is given to them depending on where you work and live now this is the hard part because the inconsistency lies in the system because I'll tell you over here in the west coast general sonographers we do everything including vascular and not the heart okay so let's let's see in the east coast um i'm not sure if it's is it your place where they have a vascular and then an echo and then a general area at least with um, my clinical site at mount sinai so everything is separated right so on her hospital everything's separated so you can't do general and vascular together and you can't do vascular and echo together and at my hospital, general and vascular together. So my, me and my coworkers, we do everything except for the heart. And then there's the separate echo department who are who are their credentials are RDCS, but they're their own department. So this is, this is where it gets confusing for everyone because one, you have to know what your program is offering you. Are they offering you the general RDMS? program? Are they offering you the vascular only program? Are they offering you cardiac only or cardio and vascular together? So that's why we can't 
be so specific on things and it's dependent on where you go to school and where you learn and that's why having these registries behind your name is important because wherever you find your job they're going to ask you what registries do you have what can you scan you can know how to scan everything and only have one specialty registry right isn't that confusing yes (laughs) That's very confusing, especially for, um, I recently received a lot of questions from prospective students saying that I want to specialize in neuro, I want to specialize in fetal, I want to specialize in pediatrics, but no programs, at least that I know of, half of those specialties or concentration tracks in those programs. So how do students know which programs they go to when the specific specialty that they're looking for is not there. Exactly. So this is where we can educate you guys (laughs) and let you know what you can do. Obviously, neuro, I always tell people when they want to do neuro, it's kind of confusing because you're like, okay, neuro, probably vascular, right? Mm -hmm. Mm, Well, (laughs) most neuro ultrasounds are done in an ICU or where there are pediatric cases because if you look up neurosonography it's usually of the brain and we do transcranial dopplers that's basically what neuro ultrasound is and you have to do transcranial dopplers where there is an ICU or babies because we scan baby brains and that's where you're going to have to do your research almost if if you don't know where to start you've got to find a program that that will offer you a place to do clinicals in a pediatric hospital or somewhere where they do neurosonography. So how is somebody going to do neuro if they don't get the experience to do it, right? Because then once you're like through your process and you're already registered, like let's say vascular or RDMS, and you had no practice in neuro, you're going to have to learn that on the job while you're working or find somewhere that's going to train you to do that. And when people tell me, oh, I only want to specialize in OBGYN, I only want to do OB, you can do that, but you still have to go through a general program and learn abdomen. Probably they'll make you learn vascular and breast and all the nine yards, but you want to only special in OB. You Then you take your OB exam and only work for an OB office, but you see you still have to learn whatever the program is offering you. And so that's why it gets kind of confusing. Yes, and I, from personal experience, my instructor, my echo instructor, she is a cardiac sonographer as well as a a vascular sonographer. And she says she does not like vascular, but she loves echo. But she still holds two credentials and she still does two studies or two exams at her job. Yeah, and that's the thing about cardiac. You can be a cardiac sonographer, which only does the heart, or a cardiac or cardiovascular hospital uh, sonographer, where you do cardiac and vascular. Because there are people who do cardiac who don't know vascular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it all stems off and starts where you go to school. Because that school is going to be the one to help you figure out, okay, what registry specialty board exam can you take? So it is very important to choose the right school and the right route that you're going to eventually want to do. So make sure you're doing your research. Yes. 
and we will go into depth with another episode of programs and which types of programs is best for you, accredited and non-accredited, and all that stuff. So that will be for future episodes. <laughs> yes, there's obviously so much to say and talk about. Um, but today we just wanted to let you guys know that ultrasound isn't just scanning babies like we're mostly known for. Sonographers know so much. And as you can tell with all these different registries, we have to know a lot of anatomy, pathology. I mean, in abdomen alone, you have to know everything about the gallbladder, kidneys, spleen, pancreas, liver. I totally agree because <laughs> I'm learning echo and I have to learn the insides and outsides of the heart. I feel like I'm turning the heart inside out, like looking at the papillary muscles to the uh, cordae tendine and um, I'm, it just amazes me how in depth we're looking at each organ and the fact that we have to know the textbook anatomy like the most common anatomy of everyone as well as the um, what's the word the variations yeah variations mm -hmm. pathology um, People are born, or well, we're all supposed to have the same organs and the same things we're supposed to, but people are born with different varieties of things. Like your kidneys could be born together. Oh, you guys mm -hmm. can't see me on the podcast. Like my fingers are going together. Like you're, there's a horseshoe kidney. It looks like a horseshoe. Like they're the inferior poles are actually connected. And we have to be able to see that under ultrasound. Like, that's mind-blowing I think that we can figure these things out and like somebody could have never known they had a horseshoe kidney until they got an ultrasound or something you know it's just mind-blowing <laughs> it's really cool that you can see inside a person mm -hmm. with sound <laughs> with sound <laughs> um but. another thing that I just thought of this month along with Medical Ultrasound Awareness Month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And yes. how do we find breast cancer? Yeah, you guys, breast cancer is found not only under MAMO, but ultrasound. Do people realize that the two go hand in hand? Is that why they put them in the same month? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but a lot of on my social media feeds, it's October. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But how can you yeah. find breast cancer if you don't do ultrasound and mammograms? Right. And ultrasound and mammograms go together. Um, for those of you who don't know, in the outpatient setting, you know, breasts are done typically hand-in-hand -hand with a mammo and an ultrasound. Now, there's a specific age you have to be um, where they want you to like, you know, start doing your mammos and just do yearly annual mammo checkups because obviously women, this is very important. If you can find cancer before it becomes something else, then like, you know, if you can find it early, do it. And that's why they start us off. I believe it's like in the early, I don't know if it's like, I think 40, 40. Um, yeah. Or earlier than that, if you have family history oh, yes. of cancer. Um, but also, they don't typically want you to go through mammal if you're younger, right? And then what do they do? They do an ultrasound. 
But even then, whenever you get a mammal, you typically get an ultrasound as well. And so what it looks like on ultrasound kind of helps them see what it looks like on mammal, right? So I learned all this stuff when I learned breast in the outpatient setting, and it's just fascinating because obviously it's like ultrasound's hard. You guys, like, don't get me wrong, we make it look easy, but it's hard. I remember scanning breasts, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, everything looks the same, like breast tissue. It all looks the same. But then, you know, when you can find things, especially when it comes to mammo, it helps you. They come hand in hand, and that's why all the modalities are important together because we all kind of piggyback on one another. And I just, I don't know, I just find breast ultrasound fascinating because we don't do it actually a lot in the hospital. It's mostly an outpatient thing. I personally... Um, I know my mom gets mammograms, um, but I have a history of breast cancer in my family, so that is very important to me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and so you're gonna get your ultrasounds and mammos a little bit earlier than yeah. everybody else, but you know it's so. it's all it's all preventative care. That's it. You yes. know. Preventative care is key, and for women out there, please check your breasts to make sure yes. like, if you have any suspicions contact your PCP or your doctor medical provider mm-hmm. yeah we just want to make sure that we're all kind of doing our part to figuring things out and obviously the medical field we do a lot but we're also human so just know that the people behind doing your exams and ultrasounds we're, we're, we know a lot of stuff in our head, but, you know, we're human, too. We're, we're not perfect, but we're doing our best to, to help you guys. So I just want to remind people that when we're doing these podcasts, we're not only speaking to, you know, sonography students, sonographers. We're also talking to those wanting to go into this field or thinking about it or just kind of wanting to learn more about ultrasound. And we have to provide our experiences like I've been doing this for years and here's Lynn just kind of going into it and we're we're just trying to let you guys know about the medical field and so there's so much to it so much more than people think but remember people behind these machines and behind the technology is a human being so that's what we're here for we're just telling you our experiences. I mean, basically, we just want you guys to know that we have to go, as sonographers, we go through a lot to become a sonographer and to be there for you and to be bedside next to you and help you figure things out. So, of course, you want your sonographer to be competent and have a registry. You want your sonographer to be RDMS or RVT or RDCS. You don't want just some random stranger scanning you and hoping that they get the best, you know, so hopefully you've got a sonographer that really cares about what they're doing and gets you all the images that you need and accurately di- helps the doctor diagnose you. And that's the purpose of having these registries. That's the purpose of ARDMS. Yes, and that's what this channel is for as well, just to bring out that aspect of all the specialties of sonography. And it really is a lot everywhere in the body, from your brain to the tip of your toes. Really, we do <laughs> we do scan the tip of your toes. <laughs> I did that the other day at clinicals. 
Oh gosh. Yeah, it's it's a lot. We know so much. There's so much to study, so much to learn. You'll never see everything in your lifetime, honestly. And there's techs who there's sonographers who've been doing ultrasound for so many years and still haven't seen things, right? I mean, I've seen situs inverses twice. And there's going to be some sonographers out there who've never seen situs inverses. And that's where all your organs are flipped on the other side of the body. Guess you didn't get, bet you didn't know that. You know? So, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really cool to know that there's a lot of different variations and things that you can see under ultrasound. But, you know, it all starts with school. It all starts with getting your registries and becoming a registered diagnostic medical sonographer in the first place. And it's important, you know, to have these things. You know, it's obviously important for nurses and doctors and phlebotomists, laboratory people to have their credentials in order to do their job. And so this is why we're just bringing the awareness, letting you guys know that it's going to be a long road if you're currently thinking about going into ultrasound, but I promise you it's worth it. And with the next episode, we'll talk more in depth about programs and different types of programs that we know of that the people, the students that we have connected with and we'll tell you more about what best, what um, resources is best for you to start on your journey as to be a sonographer. Yes, you guys, there's only so much we can say in these podcasts in such a small amount of time. So just bear with us if we miss something or if you want to know more, just comment below on our YouTube channels, on our Instagrams, in the form. Let us know, please, because we can talk for hours, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> really, we do. So thank you so much for listening to our second episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you take away at least one thing that we talked about today and carry on that conversation to your family, friends, colleagues. Just like sonography really is an important field for all of us because we do help in diagnosing patients and your loved ones. If um, there's anyone who is like, sick or anything, we're the ones that can see inside your body yeah <laughs> just know that we we're, we're doing this with a passion to help you guys and to be to spread awareness so i appreciate you guys me and lynn both are so excited for what's to come i know we can talk so much more but yeah definitely you guys stay tuned for the next episode yes stay tuned um don't forget to follow subscribe wherever you're listening to and rate us wherever you can rate us give us feedback so we'd love to improve so that the podcast is the content that you're listening for definitely let us know we are sonographers for a reason we're able to take constructive criticism because you're going to be getting that for the rest of your life as a sonographer so just know that we're